boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today, Paige and I are going to be discussing a very important and significant cultural aspect of the United States, which is the classic road trip. Road tripping is one of those really amazing experiences that you can have with friends, with family. And essentially, it's when you get in a car, you get on the road, and you make a long trip wherever it might be. You might have a destination in mind, or you might just be driving around to explore things. But you can guarantee that there's always some hiccups along the way, some really exciting parts along the way, and really make for unforgettable experiences. So Paige and I decided that today would be a great time to tell all of our listeners all about that and describe some of our own stories of road tripping. So again, listeners, as always, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. Okay, so Paige, the classic American road trip. I get so much nostalgia and great memories just thinking about it. And you yourself just recently had a pretty epic road trip. Is that right? I did. Yeah. I went from Boston to Silverthorne, Colorado, which is about an hour or so out of Denver. It's like where the big ski mountains are. We broke it up into three days and, you know, because of the pandemic, we didn't want to fly. So we drove, it it would be a lot safer. And so I think that's what's been nice about the pandemic is it's kind of like brought back this like road trip culture because people are afraid of flying with the health issues. So it was really fun. I mean, the, the path from Boston to Colorado, I will say, isn't the most scenic. <laughs> it's a lot of like the plain states where you see a lot of wind turbines and cows and fields, and it's, it's pretty flat, you know? So we went through like Ohio, Iowa, Pennsylvania, um, Nebraska. I would say views wise, it wasn't amazing, but like when we got to Colorado, and seeing the Rocky Mountains, it was all, it was breathtaking and all worth it. And I think the best part about road trips, and like you said, the fond memories you have is just usually your life's so busy and you don't really have that much time to spend with people. But when you're in a car for 20 hours, I got to really chit chat with my friends and we just like shared funny stories and had all these inside jokes after. And it's just really good quality time with people, which you don't really have most days. I think it is, like you said, so different nowadays with, you know, all we did was follow our GPS phone, where in the olden days, you would have literally an Atlas map and you'd be like, I think it's right up here. And you take route 70 to route two. And so we literally like didn't know where we were going. We just like put it on the GPS and just like followed the directions. And like, we threw on some podcasts and put on Spotify where in the old days, you're like scrolling for radio frequency. And so I think the road trip has definitely changed. What are some of your memories from road trips, Ian? 
Yeah, so I think of like really classic road trips that I used to do when I was younger. When I played competitive soccer, we take a lot of road trips around the Midwest region where I'm from. But what I liked about it is that, you know, I, I had the chance to really see parts of, of my own country that otherwise I would never see. Because mm -hmm. if you fly in a plane, you're just looking at the sky, you, you know, where you are, and then your destination where you land. I think something that's really amazing about the road trip is that you see these little corners of maybe your own state, of maybe your own country that you would never see otherwise. And you would have no other reason to go there either. But just by the fact that you're passing through, you get to see how other people live. Um, you get to see other cultures. You get to see, you know, how people talk, how people dress. And in a country as big as the United States, that can really vary from state to state or just region to region. And so for me, it was really eye-opening to see how people live in these areas, you know, what they do, what the food is like. And I would never get that experience if I was just having the luxury of flying from A to B. Likewise, I also think of other really fun trips with my friends when I was in college. We would take awesome road trips out to the West, like where you are right now in Colorado. We usually take a snowboard trip every year. And so it was so fun for all of us after the long semester of, of school to, you know, all pile into the cars together and put on our music and just talk and shoot the shit and really get to know each other and bond. Because like you mentioned, when you're in a confined space with someone else for such a long period of time and, you know, observing so many things, you're going to be talking to them. You're going to get to know them mm -hmm. better. And so that was also something I took out of it was I really bonded with people who maybe when I was busy studying or busy with soccer or whatever it was, I didn't have the time to just get to know them, just talk to them as a person. And these kind of opportunities really gave me that chance to, to really get to know them and for them to get to know me. And that's something that I won't ever forget, something that I think is really special about, about the road trip. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Actually, I was very fortunate. When I was younger, my grandparents just retired. And so they decided that they would take their grandkids, which at the time was only me and my sister, on all these road trips and we would hop in the car on summer vacations, you know, cause we had three months off and we would drive from Boston to California. We drove to Wyoming, we drove to Tennessee and all these places across the US. And we would just take our time because my grandparents were retired. Me and my sister weren't in school. We would, you know, stop at the corn palace, you know, the big yarn, the, all those kind of weird attractions that are off the highway you know, seeing Mount Rushmore, the Grand Canyon, all those spots too. And we honestly didn't plan much. Like if we saw something we wanted to see on the way, we would stop. We would have like a AAA book and it would be like, these are the motels in your area off the highway that you could book a room at. And we really just use that. We use maps, physical maps, and we use these books to find out like where we could pull over, which is just so foreign to people nowadays of just everyone's so planned and you could do everything on your smartphone. And it kind of made road tripping a little more exciting back then because it really was spontaneous and you just kind of, uh, I feel like got there when you got there more and it wasn't, you couldn't really plan as much. Right. And like you said, you know, you would take the time to, to stop maybe at the museum of hair or yeah. <laughs> the world's largest ball of yarn right and that is another fun part of road trips is you know usually you have a destination but along the way you see these funny 
places or these interesting places. And, you know, it's fun to stop and check them out. My friends and I, we've definitely done that on road trips on the way out to somewhere said, hey, look, at the next turn, there's this weird museum. Let's go check it out. We're never going to have this opportunity again, right? And so it's just a fun way to kind of have these memories along the way. And at the same time, meet local people. So whenever we didn't have Google at our disposal at all times, you'd have to ask locals for directions, for restaurants, for hotels. And going back to what I was saying earlier, that really gave you a, a local connection. You could talk to the locals, hey, what's your favorite restaurant? What do I have to eat while I'm here? What do I have to see? And most of the time people were super friendly. And that was something I loved is, you know, just the treatment I would get from people who would say, you know, treat us with the most respect, the most kindness, and try to show you the best of what their, their city offers or what their town offers. And unfortunately, I think in our age of digitalization, that's something we've lost a little bit. Because like you said, we can Google restaurants, all the best restaurants in this area or mm. Google a hotel. And you could really go an entire road trip without ever talking to a local, which I think is a real shame. I think that's some magic that we lost in the, in the process of having a, a true road trip. So I hope that people still do that. I certainly try to still do that if, if I'm somewhere and I'm lost or if I need a recommendation for something to eat, I'll try to ask somebody instead of just Googling it just to have that connection, I think. Coffee with Gringos officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we're always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, and even Snapchat. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all of your friends, family, and coworkers. And if you want to take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes with native English-speaking teachers at dynamicenglish.co. You know, I think a big part of the road trips is the things that go wrong. <laughs> in, in your experience, you know, the different cross-country road trips you've had, anything that sticks out of a time that you had a struggle or, or something bad happened? Yeah, absolutely. I think of a few times with my family in specific where we every year took a road trip out to Colorado from Missouri to go skiing and snowboarding. And there were years where we'd be halfway through Kansas, which Kansas, in my opinion, is like the most boring state in the entire U.S. And so we'd be like halfway through Kansas and there'd be an insane blizzard. Mm -hmm. um, there'd be so much snow that we couldn't go anymore for the day. So we'd have to stay an entire day in a town in Kansas that had maybe a population of 50 or 100. You know, we're talking super tiny. And that was, you know, kind of eye opening for weather conditions. And then there were moments where, of course, you have like auto trouble. So I remember one trip in particular, we drove to Texas for a road trip and trying to come back. The engine or something in the car blew up or something went really wrong. And, you know, we were stuck on the side of a desert road in Texas for hours and hours. I remember just hearing my dad saying every curse word in the book. And me uh, thinking, well, are we going to get home at any, at any time soon, you know, as a little kid? But like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there's always some sort of a surprise that comes along the way, right? 
nothing goes perfect when it comes to a road trip. So you kind of just have to be ready for anything that could come your way. What about you, Paige? Can you think of any like nightmares or or any little things that that ever happened on a road trip? On the recent one that I I went on, you know, this month with my friends, uh, luckily I wasn't driving, but my friend was driving and he was driving pretty fast and he got pulled over. We got a hefty ticket. So that was a bummer. But other than that, this trip was like pretty seamless. I definitely have had some stories. Like I said, with my grandparents, we went on countless road trips. And it's actually funny because I, I was very young. Like I was probably 10, 9, you know, when we went on these trips. And so I was really into journaling and I would like journal the dumbest stuff. Like I'd be like, we reached Kansas at 10.42 a.m. And there's, and I would like describe everything. And it was like I've reread them as an adult and they're so boring. And I'm like, why did I include this? It was just like way too much detail. A little um, reporter in the making. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're just already forming your career. That's all right. Yeah. So I literally have a journal from every road trip that I've taken when I was a kid, which is funny. But no, I can't remember any off the top of my head that were too, too bad, but definitely broken, broken down cars and, and speeding tickets and all, all the usual. <laughs> Good. No, no crazy murderous hitchhikers picked up or no, no landslides covering the road in front of your car. Nothing crazy like that. No, no. No, thank God. We'll see how the drive home goes, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you have the second leg coming up um, at the end of the month. So fingers crossed. I'm sure it'll go great. You'll be fine. But this brings me to my next question I want to ask you. So looking forward to the future, road trips on your list. What do you have, Paige? What are some road trips you've thought about taking some time in your life? Good question. I would say I'm a big fan of the coast. Like I said, like the road trip I just did was about efficiency. Like what's the fastest highway to get from Boston to Colorado? Very boring drive. Everyone who's taken it agrees. <laughs> I would love to do maybe something that goes along the coast, maybe like starting in New Orleans and like going to, to California, something like that maybe. Yeah, anything on the coast in the US I think would be really beautiful, like going up by California, something like that. What about you, Ian? Uh, I really want to buy a camper van and convert it to where I can just drive it anywhere I want all over Chile and then hopefully eventually all over South America and just see the continent, see the world from from my van, right? Bring a snowboard, bring a surfboard and just kind of go and just see see everything. Do it on your own time and on your own terms and not miss all the things like we mentioned if you fly or if you take other modes of transportation. So that one's a big dream of mine that, you know, I'm really going to try to make a reality. And then another one that's a little more ambitious that I don't know I'll ever get to, but would be amazing to do is the famous Transamerica's road trip that actually starts up in Alaska mm -hmm. and goes all the way down to Tierra del Fuego in Argentina. So the very bottom of South America and Patagonia. So you're going from the basically the northernmost part of North America, and you're going all the way down by car through Canada, through the US, through Central America, through South America, all the way to the bottom of the world. This is a really ambitious trip, right? And it usually, usually takes people more than a year to do this. So it's one of these where you really have to have the time, the resources, you know, do what you have to do to make it happen. But to me, that would be just an absolutely amazing 
road trip to take. I've never even heard of it before you mentioning it, but just thinking of the places you would go through, it sounds like an epic, beautiful journey. And you'd get to see like so many different geographies and cultures and climates and everything. That would be great. One day, right? I mean, if we can all work remotely, if that's the future, you know, these road trips are actually possible. So I think times are difficult, but take advantage of being able to work wherever nowadays for most people and hop in your car and, you know, explore a little of your own country. I I definitely recommend it. Exactly. And I recommend to people now, you know, even like we mentioned, even if you have a long weekend or if you have a week to take a vacation, go for it. You know, you don't have to take off months and have these super ambitious plans. You can just throw everything in your car, grab your friends or your family and go for it. Hit the road, go see things you've never seen before and just make an experience out of it. Anything can be a road trip and you can make it as fun and as exciting as you wish, depending on how many museums you want to stop at, what local diners you want to go to. The options are endless. The world is your oyster, as we say in English. So listeners, as we said, you know, road trips are just a classic fun way to get out there and explore the world. So whether you're in the US, you're in Europe, South America, Asia, Australia, doesn't matter where you are, go for it and make those memories. Okay. So again, listeners, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.